of people of administration throughout all the different school levels and central office and even just you know teachers um, who understand that these type of the, the, the these diversity equity inclusion efforts benefit everyone mm-hmm. um, they add an enormous amount of value I mean and they really help foster an environment in which students uh, and families feel empowered to engage in you know their own academic success of, you know, them as students, but also um, their children as students. This is Steve Schrock for another Franklin Matters radio show, number 740 in the series. This session of the radio show shares my Talk Franklin conversation with our Todd Administrator, Jamie Helen, and Marketing Communications Specialist, Lily Rivera. We had a conversation via the Zoom conference bridge. Our conversation revolved around the following topics. The recent school's diversity, equity, inclusion presentation at both the school committee and the town council meetings. The upcoming town council agenda for the March 2nd meeting. The presentation on the latest OPEB analysis. The Old South Meeting House expression of interest proposal. Renewal of the cable contract with Franklin TV. Jen Delmore, our conservation agent, is not returning from maternity leave, so that position is being posted. And then next week, March 7th, the Franklin for All Forum, the March 8th, the school committee meeting, FinCon meeting on March 9th, and the joint budget subcommittee meeting on March 10th. A busy week coming up. Our recording runs about 32 minutes, so let's listen to my conversation with Jamie and Lily. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin area dial at 102.9. Here it's a Friday, it's snowing, but we've got a Talk Franklin discussion. So Jamie Helen, a town administrator, happy Friday, Jamie. Happy snowy Friday, Steve. Happy snowy Friday, yes. Yes, indeed. And our communications specialist, Lily Rivera, happy Friday. Happy snowy hello, hello. Friday. <laughs> Happy snowy Friday. So that'll affect the snow budget, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. At least the forecast on this one compared to the prior time, this one seems to be hitting to the forecast. So that's that's all goodness. <laughs> it is. And um, you know, I think the folks too, the timing of it all was convenient, you know, Friday school vacation, Friday school vacation, and the, uh, the contracts, everybody were called in 5am. Yep. Um, so from a, a financial standpoint, this is just a straightforward storm with no extra bells and whistles, or like you said, un, unforeseen yeah. circumstances, kind of normal but New England should weather. be able to get done. I'm guessing by the end of the day, the most of the town would be pretty clear in the sidewalks and stuff, which is yep. good. In in terms of recent uh, events that we can certainly tout before getting into kind of the current events and future events to kind of give that a flow for our Friday outlook and talk Franklin today. Uh, one piece clearly in this last school committee meeting and then a good portion of the last town council meeting was the school's presentation on their diversity, equity and inclusion efforts. You know, I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, I, I just think if any of the listeners out there watched either of the presentations um, at the school committee meeting or the council meeting, or maybe more importantly, or just as importantly, actually just read the slides. The slides. Yeah. Um, you know, first, I mean, it was just an incredible 
job by the entire school department, the superintendent on the entire presentation. Everybody that was involved with it um, did an incredible job quantifying and laying out the school's approach. Um, and I thought that uh, the response from the council and the public have been um, incredibly positive. I think there's a lot of, it's kind of like when we did the census data presentation, mm -hmm. Steve, or the, some of the other big ones, right? The cybersecurity, right. Um, you know, even the omnibus DPW one about uh, stormwater and finance, um, you know, they, it's amazing to me, you know, when you're the one doing the presentation, like I've done a couple of times on CPA and cybercrime and, and some of the bad stuff and the good stuff, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, you, you never know how it's going to always go. And I think one of the things that I've taken away, and I think the DEI one for the superintendent was in this category that people really feel a lot better that they have a lot of information to, um, to move forward with. And um, I think there's an aura, and I speak this of Sarah, and I speak this of, of all of our staff, I think there's an authentic, genuine um, honesty. And I think there's an authentic and genuine spirit and attempt. And I think it came through mm -hmm. um, that the school district just takes these issues very seriously, a multitude of different buckets of issues. Yep. And they're taking them very seriously and they're doing a lot of great work with them. Um, you know, I've taken a series of classes over the last few years on these issues myself. I took the attorney general's hate crimes seminar I've taken a leadership training at the National League of Cities, a three-module set um, on how to implement policies and ideas and programs to deal with this issue. Mm -hmm. And I, I sincerely mean it. I think our organization, while we still all admit we have a long way to go, I think society, by the way, has a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird. I think yeah. that there's a, a confidence that came from this because of the sensitivity around the school-related um, uh, world, there's a confidence, I think, in what I've realized since <laughs> that the public views uh, the staff, in, in this case, the superintendent and the school department as, um, you know, very genuine and authentic policymakers, um, you know, on this issue and that they are really working very hard on it. And I think what I've been really um, pleasant, pleased to see is the, the amount of people that are referencing this to me in daily life. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm hopeful that um, a lot of these conversations around these issues are going on in families or uh, social circles or athletic circles or wherever we congregate. And as Sarah, uh, as the superintendent, I both know this is really one of the things that is proven to be in the menu of best practices. One of mm -hmm. the ones that's the biggest one, which is having those conversations going among those decentralized uh, areas in town this is where the progress really happens. There's nothing I'm going to do or she's going to do or Lily or it's you're going to do to save the world. It's got to happen from the grassroots. And I think I've, see, I've heard a variety of comments around it. And the, the greatness of that is people are talking about it. And I think there's a confidence that the staff are doing what they can. And as one person, prominent leader did tell me, he said, if, if people now don't understand um, it, it, you know, one person basically said to me, I, I feel bad for anyone who still does not understand what we're losing in June. Mm -hmm. And the, the, um, 
you know, that, that was a, uh, an individual too, by the way, who uh, isn't always there on every issue and really commended, I think, and saw the depth and the breadth of, 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 uh, of Sarah Hearn's, um, you know, skill set. And to replace her, uh, the individual said to me, is now going to be, in their view, a lot harder than we thought. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's absolutely true. You know, and I, I, it made me while I was watching, I told her this and I think I said on camera, it made me already miss her more mm-hmm. um, at the level of effort uh, in quite frankly, beauty of the whole thing. Um, I just thought it was an unbelievable uh, presentation and, um, and a great job for everybody. And I hope that the, the community will rally around that and continue to move forward. I hope so presentation if anything on the school committee was that much more diverse to its point simply because they were also able in that forum to bring in the multiple voices as opposed to on the town council it was just sarah and lucas shiger which i mean they did a good presentation but it was just having the other voices around the district from the high school the central office uh, other principals at chiming in in certain sections it just gave it that comprehensive it's a complex topic clearly um you run against privacy you run against civil rights it's complex but i think it was impressive that this is being done yeah in, in in a comprehensive way and we can't know all the details because of those issues but at least we should at least take away one okay there's some assurity things are happening and the way they're supposed to. And two, it was recognized in multiple times on both nights. We're not done. We're clearly not done. We know that. Um, and they're continuing to work. And I think to your point, we need to have these individual discussions in order to make progress. It's not going to happen overnight. It's only going to happen with the individual discussions. It's, it's hard to say, but it's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Time on the clock and the earth moves around at the same speed it always has. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get into this problem overnight as a no. society. We're not going to get out of it. No. Um, I think you would agree, Steve. You, you're, you know, um, you're a generation above, or roughly above uh, me. And um, you know, when you were growing up, these the the United States of America was a different place by far, and we've come a long, long way. Every generation has their civil rights related um, agenda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, that's, that's just the way historically it's been. And um, a very good friend of mine for many years was a state representative from South End named Byron Rushing. And, um, and um, you know, he was the one who really, when I was, a, when I was younger, he really fortitude my mind on those issues that, you know, you can't, it, it, we, we strive to make it all in a hundred percent. But you can't let the foot off the gas pedal. You keep got to keep going. But the expectation is, is that every 10, 20 years, every generation, you're making a big leap forward. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it doesn't always mean the same class or the same issue. In the 60s, we, it was always, of course, it was about voting rights, civil rights, the 1964 civil rights bill, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, for my generation, it was it was really it was really equal marriage rights, you mm-hmm. know. And and um, you know, I was you know pretty 
pretty steadfast activist when I was younger on that stuff, um, you know, and was lucky enough to be around during the whole uh, gay marriage debate. And, um, you know, those are probably the most cherished memories I have in public policy. It's hard to get any better than that mm. uh, when you win because you're dealing with an issue that's really way beyond, you know, some of the gobbledygook we're going to talk about on the rest of this uh, talk, <laughs> frankly. But it, it, it just surpasses it. I just thought, um, you know, I just thought she did an incredible job. And, um, you know, obviously it's all on video. It's out there for everybody to look at. The slides are out there. and. Hopefully the schools uh, uh, can keep moving forward. Lily, I'm sure you had some input into that. Well, I think my perspective on all of that is just, uh, you know, I was in you know high school like more recently than most of the people that I work with or yes. most of the people yes. that are making some of these decisions. And we appreciate um, and that he, point of view. <laughs> yeah, but even when I walk into, you know, and I, I go through the presentation and I walk into the schools, I can see that there's a, there's a, a stark difference between experience that I have and experience that students are having now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're really lucky to have a team of, of people of administration throughout all the different school levels and central office and even just, you know, teachers um, who understand that these type of the, 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 these diversity, equity, inclusion efforts benefit everyone. Mm -hmm. um, they add an enormous amount of value. I mean, and they really help foster an environment in which students uh, and families feel empowered to engage in, you know, their own academic success of, you know, their, them as students, but also um, their children as students. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to work with people who understand that those efforts need to be embedded into the fabric of your organization. And I think even uh, at the school committee presentation, when you had all these you know, administrators talking about what it is that they're doing, mm -hmm. um, I think that really just, you can't do that if it's not, being like integrated into everything that you're doing um so i i think sort of kudos to them on that because there's not you know there's it's easy to say you're doing something just to say you're doing something there's another things you just sort of sit there and say this is what we're doing yeah. and lay it all out and have it be a, a, a different experience when you go through the school yeah it's not just checking a box um yeah. and we've talked in converse in talks here and with Sarah elsewhere that, you know, the quality of the people we have, the visions that are on the town side, school side, the people are coming in to provide the service to the residents. And it's starting with that service approach. It's starting with that respect of the individual approach. And bottom line, that's where even somebody who, you know, maybe on that critical race side, it's like, I will still approach you. <laughs> with respect and let's try and have that conversation mm -hmm. and th they may be tough conversations, but that approach should help us. It should, it's, it, it, it should absolutely help us. And I think one of the things that Lily just said, which is really impressive is, is, um, you know, the, the fact that, um, you know, even as, as young as she might be, the fact that even a noticeable difference in those five, six, seven years, whatever it is, Lily, eight years, 10 years, you know, um, Lily, only imagine 10 years from now, how you'll feel looking back 20. That's how I feel right now. You know, um, and Steve's looking back a little longer than that. Yes. Um, you know, and, far more than 20. <laughs> trying to have a sense of humor about it. I don't want to get in trouble, but you know, it, it is. And, it, and I think, is. that you know, I think Lily, too, I think there's a lot of people that are going to look back, not just you, but a lot of others. They're going to look back too. I hope 
and say, wow, you know, I, I can't believe, you know, when you look back, sometimes you think, you know, boy, the change was a lot more than I thought. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I was watching a couple of the videos that were put out there by some of the students, some of the accusations, you know, as I've gotten older, it is hard to look down and up and try to make sense out of it all and say, wow, you know, I, I was a part of an extraordinary effort like equal marriage rights and you know a mere 20 years ago you couldn't even go into a bar without a smoke-free workplace you couldn't go on a plane without people smoking cigarettes and cigars while you flew across the country you know um, you couldn't even admit you had gay friends I mean most of my life when I grow up you couldn't even admit that you had gay friends there was an HIV uh, which is just kind of funny that we're in another uh, mm-hmm. pandemic related moment, but of a viral transmission. But, you know, there was nervousness of of drinking out of the same uh, water fountain as somebody mm-hmm. like that. There were legislation filed in Congress to quarantine gay men to the city of Manhattan, uh, mm-hmm. sponsored by folks like Dick Cheney, our future vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look back, you realize, you know, you made a lot of good. Um, it wasn't enough. Uh, but as I've joked a few times, even publicly, you know, as you grow up, you know, my, you turn to a perfect, you know, you have responsibilities, you turn to a professional, you get into the workplace and you allow other individuals to come and try to chart what their civil rights related goals are. And I think we're in the middle of that transition. And there's no question that um, like previous incidents in America, Rodney King, or you go back to the Watts riots or whichever mm-hmm. one you want to run. Yeah, you can pick. Unfortunately, there's a number of opportunities to pick from. But George I think, Floyd yep, incubated yep. and yeah. will probably represent greater social change than the pandemic did. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's woken everybody up to a whole nother level of alert. And, um, you know, I don't think we need to be in the place where we we don't like each other. One of the things that when I worked in the state of Steve during the gay marriage debates for five years, these things went on. I mean, most mm-hmm. people don't really realize it wasn't just a court decision and life went on merry and happy. Right. There were brutal fights. One of the things that came away from that when I look back on it was, and I have a lot of old, you know, ephemera and, and newspapers and mm-hmm. is just, I don't recall anybody in the legislature when they disagreed ever not not willing to work with other people. They, they weren't, yeah. they didn't not like each other. They couldn't not pass them in the halls. They didn't go off to the side and just mock other people for their mm-hmm. positions. Yeah. There were people in my offices that didn't support equal marriage rights. And we had incredibly long conversations about it all. And we still got work done and worked with each other and laughed and played rotisserie baseball leagues and mm-hmm. did other things. And I think that's one of the things that I'm hopeful and, and so hopeful that at some point we can get to a place where when there's someone else on the other side, we don't agree with, we don't get into that place and continue to go there where we just don't want to affiliate ourselves with them. And we're trying to keep ourselves away from other opinions. I think that to me is the more dangerous uh, trend these days, but um, yeah, yeah, but a lot of great things happening uh, on the school district. They did a tremendous job and, and deserve a tremendous amount of credit. And uh, we'll put a slight plug in. Um, what we, we are clearly working towards that more perfect union, mm-hmm. <laughs> towards which it said in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And clearly, yeah. we're, we're still not there yet, but um, we're, we're making progress. And 
there for for additional conversations on that there's a radio show called more perfect union that's produced uh by <laughs> franklin public radio and it's it, it tackles some of those topics so i would put a one more quick there. thing on that steve is just the one thing that i think we all missed in our comments about it was also and i don't want it to be lost is the accountability Yes. You know, I think that that was an issue that was raised at the council level over and over again. There were yeah. a lot of citizens in town irate about the faucets and about the swastikas and yeah. about this. And it got dovetailed off for a little while. But I, I want to you know, remind people there was statistical data in there. A lot of people have showed me that, A, there's confidence, there's accountability. Mm-hmm. Number two, there's a lot of people that were stunned by the quantity of incidents. There was also people that talked to me that they were stunned there weren't more. They thought that those were small numbers. Right. Again, all right. good conversation that people yeah. are having, but there was a clear accountability structure from the school district. Yeah, and I think that's Lily's part point, of that. That gets to Lily's point about the administrators and the seriousness that they take it at that level. Yeah, you can only have that accountability. Sarah cannot do it all. There has to be those other people that Lily spoke of. And I think she's 100 percent right about that. Yeah, definitely agree. And I think the other issue, too, is, again, part of that cultural context. You know, you watch TV and, you know, the world's problems are solved in an hour. In reality, that is not the case. Right. These the research, the investigation, even the conversations that Lucas Jaguet was mentioning, you know, you talk to the perpetrator, you talk to the victim, they're having conversations that all takes time. This is the same experience I went through that we went through with the cyber attack. Right. Every single day I was getting phone calls. Right. Every council meeting, someone was standing up going, people are asking us and I just you have to block that out stay straight, mm-hmm. you know, work with your team to get there. And then when you lay it all out, you feel a lot of relief because people now know what you know in the totality of it. And that's an empowering thing for the public to have in their pocket. So we'll segue into touting some stuff coming with the town council agenda this Wednesday. Well, March now we're back to second. the old good, um, the know, good regular old stuff. Regular talk, Franklin, like, business, uh, like the business of Franklin. Well, this week we'll have Dan Sherman and his roadshow come in um, for the presentation on the annual OPEB report. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners out there, what is OPEB? It is not just another annoying government acronym. It is other post-employment benefits, otherwise known as uh, retiree health insurance. And there's a for those that have not been paying attention, there's been some laws put on the books and regulations about making sure that we properly fund um, that financial response, that fi- financial liability and mm-hmm. responsibility. Right. So Dan will be in um, and, um, you know, we'll be spared, uh, give us some good news. Um, the, uh, the Old South Meeting House, um, which was on the agenda a little while ago, we're going to be putting out an expression for interest and try to get ideas from different stakeholders about what they may want to do with the Old South Meeting House. Um, and then a Franklin TV contract. Um, which has expired uh, at an undefined time over the last few years. But um, fortunately, thanks to the board and, and the uh, Franklin TV folks, we're going to establish our uh, formal relationship, even though it's already in law and it's already there. Um, it's more of a formality just for good old paper uh, record mm-hmm. keeping. Keep the paper uh, triple uh, current. Yep. It, yeah, exactly. Or, uh, you know, the PDF more, now. More current, uh, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, make sure we get uh, the deal where uh, 
between the relationship between the Hannah Franklin and the uh, Franklin um, cable. So um, for Franklin think, TV. Yeah, I think if there had been an issue, it would have come up much sooner. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to the extent that clearly, as we've talked here, cable and TV, radio, et cetera, mm-hmm. We've got a very collaborative relationship. We we appreciate working with you and others mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, by the way, yeah, some paper got out of date, and now we're updating it and taking the opportunity to do so. But in the meantime, if anything, we've expanded services, and I won't speak on behalf of the board because they can certainly do more than I've got a piece of it clearly. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 been fun and challenging, of course, during the COVID and pandemic periods, but. You know, an outgrowth of it was, you know, these bi-monthly sessions now talking Franklin, mm-hmm. where, you know, that that's an enhanced service that residents are getting and uh, hopefully appreciating. Absolutely. So that'll be the meetings this week. And then um, the quick preview for the week after it's going to be really busy the week of March 7th for the listeners out there. Uh, we have Franklin for All zoning downtown uh, public forum. Um, last time, I think Lily mentioned to me, there was almost a couple hundred people reserve RSVP, which is great. Excellent. Um, and so they'll be getting a, an overview on that. There'll be some additional public forums later this spring. But if people are interested in what they want to see in downtown Franklin on Main Street in the Triangle area, uh, Franklin Crossing, this is your meeting. Um. And then also uh, March 9th, that Wednesday, uh, well, actually, you just put up on the screen, school committee on my, March 8th. Yeah, I knew so there was something else. I was booked yet. every night that weekend. There was something then, else in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're always in there on Tuesdays. And then the finance committee is on Wednesday, where we'll be going through the extensive presentation of DPW Finance again. And then uh, the big event is the joint budget subcommittee meeting, which we finally have a, a true charge for that group. And on March 10th, they'll be meeting members of the council, finance committee, and school committee. And that's when my first uh, budget model will be shown for FY23. And we're going to have a little educational exercise, Steve. We're going to have a little educational charrette um, to some of the newer members, uh, some new folks who may be paying attention for the first time. If anyone's interested in the town budget, that's the place to be and to chime into on March 10th. It's still a couple months away, from, three months process. Yeah. But this will be the first time some numbers are put out there, assumptions, why, and what the lay of the land looks like. So that'll be on March 10th uh, at 6.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it's the precursor. FinCom does their budget hearings in April. Town Council does theirs in May. Um, so yeah, this this is... And we've got the capital budget in between that. So the budget cycle clearly is underway. Although to your to, to some of our other conversations, while it's a cycle, it's never ending. <laughs> once you once you finish one, you're you're going back on the other. So it never stops. Um, the finance, you know, and people should go to the franklinma.gov, the town website, and right mm-hmm. there on the front is town budget. Right. And if you're looking to fall asleep. Or if you're looking to be educated or you have some questions, everything's there. It's keyword searchable. Um, as you know, all of those documents are there, all the dates are there, all the meeting where the rest of the process is, is all there. Um, and so if people are looking to plan out their calendar because they want to be involved in the budget process, now's the time to start. Mm-hmm. Indeed. 
And I think the other piece in passing, at least, um, we had heard uh, Jen Denmark, conservation agent, had taken a leave to uh, maternity leave in particular and was going to come back. But apparently she's deciding not to come back. You know, I don't know if Lily got to see her son, Logan, but, um, you know, I can understand why she didn't want to come back. He's eh. a handsome little guy, uh, awfully cute, very well yes. behaved, um, sleeps well. And uh, we she came in Tuesday for her last day, get her stuff. And, um, you know, we just all sat there staring at Logan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind little, of a, a very precious are, kid. Yeah. Little ones are precious. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I can certainly understand. Uh, I think also um, when we reevaluated things uh, this week, we, we did end up posting for a full-time conservation agent. And okay. The reason why is... Um, you know, most of the time in the past, the, the, for a long time, the, the job was pretty narrow. Staff the Conservation Commission. Mm -hmm. um, for many years, we had a couple of retirees that were just picking up a few extra hours to do it. Sure. Um, but if you look at the towns around us, they have full-time conservation agents of towns of 20,000. We are way above that. Um, with the amount of building and activity going on, enforcement, you know, it, it's uh, having an extra set of eyes there. We have the open space plan that's up in 2023. Right. We have um, the trail maintenance plan issue on the goals this year, which the council has asked for. And trail and the Maple Hill. Ma trail development for Maple Hill. That's trail development. <laughs> so the coordination of the open space yeah. and recreation plan, I think, is going to be a much more extensive and detailed process than we've ever had before. Right. Um, and I think part of it is, is because open space and recreation have have jumped up the priority list for a lot of people in town. Mm -hmm. And as we've grown as a community, um, uh, you know, our, my Franklin Greenway project, which, you know, I, I kicked off a while ago. Mm -hmm. We've tried to get that going. I think that's going to be a part of this. And so uh, we are asking for a, a full time conservation agent uh, to replace Jen. And um you know, certainly the planning office is not getting asked to do less work these days. They're getting no. asked to do a lot more. No. So uh, no. we wish Jen all the best in her endeavors. Uh, she was a phenomenal conservation agent. And um, and uh, hopefully we'll see Logan again in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed only to the extent that we had fun, she and I, when we recorded a session once upon a time. And I was hoping to catch her when she came back. But, oh, we'll catch the next person and introduce them to the group, whoever that is. So. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to her for uh, the healthy one. Uh, that That is always key. And if they're sleeping, yeah. then they're probably healthy and they're just going to continue to grow. Um, I turned around and my grandson's two years old already. And it's like, whoa, what? how did that happen? <laughs> it was a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, the job times. posting just got posted today, too. So OK, uh, we'll share it out. Well, I think that covers what we needed to cover today, but I'm sure there's still other things we can do <laughs> and talk, Franklin, but we'll hold those for the next time. So we have more to talk about. Steve, Lily and I would love to talk more and I don't know about her, but I've got to go out and shovel out four houses right now. So um, my work week has ended. You, you, that clone uh, thing professional work week has ended. Yeah, um, the clone thing hasn't worked yet, right? That's the <laughs> <laughs> tried a few times and it's definitely not coming up. So it's all on me to go shovel everybody. Right. Well, be careful, be safe. But um, yes, thank you for participating, of course. 
Um, we enjoy these sessions as they do come up periodically so we can get the inside scoop as to what's happening, what's going on. And Lily, thank you for joining as well today. And I know you've got to do your car so you can <laughs> be safe out there as well. And we do this for those who haven't heard. We do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.